Welcome to Storming the Gates with your hostess and fellow warrior, Joni Scott. It's good to have you here today. All righty. Well, it is good to be here again with you all and I uh, have some interesting things to share today. Our episode, which is volume one, episode four of the Prayer and Prophetic Journals, is called Find Your Yap. Well, you may be wondering what a yap is. You might even be thinking, I didn't even know I lost my yap. Let's get to that in just a minute. I just finished organizing the live simulcast of The Return at our church, and I invited a number of uh, local people, ministers, uh, ministry leaders to participate. Now, if you're not familiar with The Return, it was a day-long event in Washington, D.C., and it was designed to draw the body of Christ into prayer and repentance for our nation. Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Harbinger, spearheaded this event. And there were many godly pastors and Christian leaders participating. It was a powerful day. The morning was especially moving at our church. Many people showed up and joined the time of prayer and worship, kneeling before the Lord. Many of them told me how deeply they were moved, and many even to tears during that time. So it was just really a very powerful time. I even had people saying, as I walked in the doors, I felt the presence of God. And that's the first time I've ever heard that. So it, it was just really special. I wanted to share just one quick clip from the return because it was super meaningful. Jonathan Kahn shared a very special keynote address. And uh, there was a part of it that really made me feel hopeful that shows us God is in control and he knows what he's doing from beginning to end. Uh, so uh, Jonathan Kahn is a Messianic rabbi. And as he explained that during Rosh Hashanah, the rabbis across the world read the same scriptures out loud and blow the trumpets. Let's listen to this. The mystery that lies behind this very day and this very gathering, when this day was chosen for the return, nobody realized, no one had any idea. It turned out that this day was a sacred day set apart on the biblical Hebrew calendar. From ancient times, it is called Shabbat Shubah. Shabbat means the Sabbath, that's Saturday, which is right now. But the key word is Shubah. What does it mean? Shubah means the return. The return. This day was appointed from ancient times to be the day of the return. This day was specifically consecrated as the day of repentance and return to God for the return of a nation, the return of all and each. And there is a word appointed. Whoa. Don't worry, I'm not going to smash this. There's a word appointed today to be read from ancient times. It is this. Tiku shofar pitzion katsu tsom kiru atzara. What does it mean? Blow the shofar. Declare a holy fast. Proclaim a solemn assembly. Call together the people for a solemn assembly. That's what it says. Gather the elders. 
and say, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on your people. Wow. Those words that he read come from Joel 2, where we're also told, yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. I'm going to be providing a link to the live stream of the return in the show notes. So be sure to take a look at that when you get a chance. Uh, Jonathan Kahn begins sharing his word at about two o'clock there, about two hours in. It's also interesting that in addition to the return, Franklin Graham was holding a prayer event on the mall in Washington, D.C. as well. Now, I read that there were 10 to 30,000 people there walking and praying, praying and repenting, yet having no idea that this was the day for repentance and return from ancient times. There are no coincidences with God. He is calling each of us to return, to repent over our sin and the sin of our nation. God has put such things in motion so that today we can look in awe and we can know he has a plan and a purpose. He's not surprised by anything that takes place. And what is taking place right now? Well, these are crazy times. People are celebrating when policemen get shot, when they're simply sitting in their vehicles Mayors call looting, rioting, and destruction of property peaceful. Good is called evil. Evil is called good. At the state of California, they are moving forward with legislation that makes it okay more and more each day for minors to be sexually assaulted. There was a major cable streaming service that unapologetically created a drama where preteen girls are prostituted. I mean, you get it, right? It's a mad world, as they say. And I'm so thankful that God is stirring hearts to pray. And yet, even in the middle of madness, sometimes we're still slow to respond when the trumpet is sounding and there's a call to prayer. We tend to think it's someone else's job to pray, and we've forgotten that our voice is needed. Have you ever read the book Horton Hears a Who by Dr. Seuss? In the book, an elephant is trying to save a city that is living inside a clover. Horton can hear them because he has great big elephant ears, but the rest of the jungle animals cannot. The animals think Horton is crazy and insist he give up his delusion. Horton is carefully carrying around that little flower, protecting it, caring for it, rescuing it from a number of disasters. Meanwhile, the other jungle animals Finally, get a hold of him, tie Horton, and the flower is being held over boiling water. As that clover dangles over this hot stew, Horton insists they make all the noise they can. In the 1970 cartoon version, they're all yelling, We are here! We are here! Hoping the other animals can hear them at last. But it's of no avail. The mayor of the town in the clover is sent scrambling to find someone, anyone, who has not taken the call to make noise seriously. And he runs across some little dude who is not joining the chorus. Dr. Seuss wrote, A very small, very small shirker named Jojo was standing, just standing, and bouncing a yo-yo. Not making a sound, not a yip, not a chirp. And the mayor rushed inside and he grabbed the small twerp. And now listen to what the mayor says. 
and he climbed with the lad up the Eiffelberg Tower. This, cried the mayor, is your town's darkest hour, the time for all who's who have blood that is red to come to the aid of our country, he said. We've got to make noises in greater amounts, so open your mouth, lad, for every voice counts. Finally, that little who lets out a yap. When his little voice joins in at last, the animals hear him, and the city is saved. Hurrah! Well, that voice is you. That voice is me. We are needed to join the chorus. God hears each and every voice with his big God ears. The word says, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. That's in Psalm 34, 15. And like Horton, God loves and cares for us, even though we cannot experience him physically. We're tucked away in a giant universe. We're possibly dangling over the boiling pit of hell. Because God is beyond us and out of our limited viewpoint, we forget he is near. We may hear from others a great benevolent being is desiring to deliver us, but we lollygag, play with our yo-yos, don't take the need for our voice seriously. But your yap, as small and weak as you may feel it is, could be the tipping point in heaven as the golden bowls are filled with the prayers of the saints. Your voice is so important. Psalm 65 verse 4 says, Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. It's a blessing. It's an honor to draw near to God in prayer, in intercession, and in worship. These are tumultuous times. We're at a tipping point. It's the time of the return. Let your voice be heard. All righty. Thank you again for joining us. And I'll be back with more on the prophetic and prayer journals as we yap away. Lord, we repent of losing our yap. We repent of thinking it's someone else's job to pray. Father God, forgive us, Lord God. We want to join our voices with the chorus, Lord God. Grant us, Lord God, a heart for prayer, for repentance. Amen.